When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Y'all listen, as a stand-up comedian professionally, I'm uh, I'm very familiar with instability and uncertainty. I'm, you don't have to be a comedian to know what it's like to feel uncertain about where you're going in life or what the right path to take is. But if you are a comedian, then you certainly know all about it, so I can relate. Sometimes you're faced with the crossroads in life. Oftentimes, all the time, you're faced with the crossroads in life, and you don't know which path to take you could be thinking about a career change thinking about making a big move feeling like your relationship needs a little tlc whatever the case may be therapy can help you map out your future and trust yourself to find the way forward cho tell them your experience oh man it's night and day for me between you know before i got therapy and now uh you know i i brag about it all the time even when it's not being sponsored by better help but they were the ones that that helped me out which i loved uh because a i don't really like leaving the house too much and that used to be like a big excuse for me as to why i wouldn't go to therapy oh well i don't want to have to go nowhere well now then i had no excuse so i did it and the tools that I learned with therapy have like going your own the medication obviously works and that's great and that's important but I don't think that I would be where I am today and have the growth that I've had mentally if it wasn't for the tools that uh the better help therapist helped me implement so guys yo it to yourself I mean listen I'll tell you this um if you think you need therapy then you do, if that makes sense, right? So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, like I said. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's important because sometimes you just don't vibe, but they, they're cool with that. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash POA today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash POA. Do it. Get your brain fixed. What's up, Airheads? We're back. It's time once again for POA. Putting on airs. We're here in the uh, Airstream Studios, the virtual Airstream Studios. I'm Trey. That's Corey. Corey, my question for you right now is, uh, you drinking this evening? Yeah. 
Okay, good. Well, that hits me right because I know not to put you on front street or whatever, but I know you've been about to sauce lately. Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. Like you sort of buried the lead a little bit there with the yeah. Although you played it perfectly because to yeah, answer yeah. the question that way, if you're only listening, he then pulled up a gigantic all, or like long haul trucker sized fucking uh, thermos cup with a straw in it. That he's uh, apparently pounding something. And what is that? Well, the reason I ask is because I'm actually drinking tonight for the first time in a long time on the show. I thought I'd have some fun with you. I, but the way we are, I fully expected you to be like, no, man, yeah. I decided this morning I, I had to clean it up. I had to clean it up. That's what I no. thought was going to happen. But anyway, what you got there? I couldn't do it to you. We're not sponsored by the brand, but I'll just tell you that it's one of those. It's a seltzer that is a tea. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. There's se- se- several of them happen. And I just find like, dude, those rule because they're less carbonated and they don't bloat my belly as much. But dude, here's the deal. I've been on a bender and I know that this goes, I- I've done this to you before when it didn't make sense, but I've been on a bender and you, it's what happens is me and you've done a couple media things this week for our, uh, for our book round here and over yonder, which by the way, you can pre-order right now. That link is in the description, but we drank, I, like if you drink one day and you're like, oh, I'm hungover, then you wake up and remember that you've got a really important thing to do. Being an entertainer, it's almost imperative that you at least have a couple to bring yourself back to normal because you want to be able to function and perform. And like, it's hard to do that hungover. And we just had so many things that keep piling up. And yesterday I had, I mean, I was at the end of my wits with the, with the bender, but I knew we had this today. And so I just looked over at my wife right before we recorded and I was like, okay, the cycle ends tomorrow, but I have to give it one more day. Cause otherwise I'd just be feeling too much like shit. Yeah. It do be that way, but uh, like I said, I'm glad to hear you're still off the wagon, whatever the case may be, for now, mm-hmm. for the, this yep. particular evening. Uh, so we left off last time. So first of all, you're going to continue your uh, Barbie um, yes. episode from last week <laughs> later on, which I'm very much looking forward to. I, I've since seen the Barbie movie, by the way. Yeah, no, I haven't. I can't wait I to hear I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was like, dude, it's, in my opinion, it's so funny. And I know it's like okay. ironic because it's, you know, very girl power Barbie movie and all that. But I'm, I just think it's an objective truth that Ryan Gosling. He's the best. Steals that fucking show, dude. Like he's mm-hmm. an art thief, man. He's like, he's, uh, he's so funny. And it's also, and dude, yeah. there's a lot of great jokes that aren't just from him, but like, he's like, he, it's infuriating because he's also shirtless the whole time yeah. and his abs look photoshopped and he's yep. just being funnier than I've ever been in my life the whole time while also looking like that. And it's like, you motherfucker, but we it's, do. uh, it's we really want. good. And, and like all the bitching about it. Oh, it's a man hating movie and all that. It's like, there's plenty of jokes where men get roasted, but I thought women got roasted throughout that whole movie too. There was plenty of jokes where women were like the target of it. You know, where like my wife felt seen or whatever. It went both ways. And also I felt like the ultimate message of it wasn't like misandrist or anything right. either. Like it was pretty even handed throughout, I thought. So I but think dude, snowflakes are just being too easily offended. And it's, even uh, it's if a damn it good was, movie. Though, it, even if it was though, don't you think we're owed at least one of those? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like hypothetically, it w- if it was literally just nothing but man hating, like, I'm sorry, but as men who we've seen how women have been treated throughout film history, and by the way, a lot of it real entertaining, and I'm not complaining, but like we have to at least go, okay, you get one, 
well done, Barbie. You know what I mean? Like, dude, for the love of God, like we got, there were seven seasons of Mad Men. <laughs> and that was the most yeah. women don't hit show ever. Well, I mean, it's sort of like it's lampooning that time. It's always been acknowledged too that like you can't really be racist against white people and like because right. it's just like like that that Louis bit's like oh shut up crackers like oh yeah. ruin my day you ruin know day. like we just don't it just doesn't affect us takes, or whatever takes me back to land, owning land and people oh my god yeah right and it's like I find that to be very true and but the, but these same types of people that are mad at Barbie for being man hating also like think the world's racist against white people now right. or whatever you know what I mean so they right. just don't but point blank like if you were like so upset by that movie that you genuinely couldn't acknowledge how funny it was then i don't respect your sense of humor or taste in that way at all because like i've seen stuff before that i don't agree with or that offended me but i was like god damn that's fucking funny i have to admit that's funny and if you didn't have that reaction to this movie then you could kiss my ass me and katie went on sunday she wanted to dress up i've wore this on the show before but she wanted me to wear that I love that. I've worn that on the show too. Floral romper that I've got Mm -hmm. there. You know, this one dude walking through the parking garage, this guy was driving by and like slowed down and pulled his glasses down like that while (laughs) laughing furiously. (laughs) Like it drove right by my face, just like, ah. But yeah, so anyway, I'm looking forward to the Barbie talk, but I hit you with a little bit of a a bombshell right before we left last time, and I said I would uh, continue that on this episode. Yes. I told you that uh, Ariana Grande broke up SpongeBob's marriage. (laughs) Yes, I forgot about this. Yeah. And so the deal with that, what had happened was uh, Ariana Grande, well, she broke up SpongeBob's marriage. So SpongeBob, as in... I didn't even Tom know this, but Andy? Sponge no, 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 no. SpongeBob okay. is on Broadway. Did you know that? <laughs> no. I didn't I either. Love to see that show though, dude. Because I don't give a fuck what you say. SpongeBob bang, son. That yeah, shit is SpongeBob, Yeah, hits for sure. But SpongeBob is on Broadway. And I guess it's really good because the star of it, the guy that plays uh SpongeBob, he's like won a Tony. He won a Tony nice. for playing SpongeBob on Broadway, right? But that guy, that dude, he was married. And uh, him and Ariana Grande, they were casting something else together. They started, uh, you know, having an affair. And then now his marriage has been split up. The affair also started like right around the time or right after her marriage broke up. And look, like I'm not a, you know, went gossip hounds on here. But this type of thing is firmly in the wheelhouse of uh, putting on airs. I feel like you're talking about, you know, fucking around while being rich and famous and hoity-toity and whatnot. And Broadway. what, what And Broadway, for sure. But also, I just thought the only reason I really brought it up is last week is because I just think it's fun it's just funny it's a funny thing to be true in the world that ariana grande broke up spongebob's marriage right so i want to so they've got a, like a hot tiger beat poster dude like playing you know, SpongeBob. see i'm so glad you asked that question because i was about to do this anyway and look we're dudes so i feel like it's okay for us to do what i'm about to do here uh but you would yeah. think that right you're like oh tiger Beat. They, they cast that guy to play spongebob they did not uh um, okay Tell me when you could see my screen here. Is that uh, coming up yet? I can, it's it, uh, no fucking way did a Weasley play fucking. Yeah, Weasley, yeah. he looks like one of Ron's brothers. Yo, that's the guy. And I looked at him and I was like, that's a good choice for SpongeBob. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, sure. like, I can definitely see that guy selling SpongeBob. I was, you know, a little, little harder to see him pulling Ariana Grande, but I mean, evidently he did. You know what we're doing though right now, and myself, obviously, maybe me more than you. 
what we're doing, I think, is actually a little bit sexist in the way that we are basically assuming that Ariana Grande must be completely shallow. And the only thing that she would go for is looks. I mean, this dude, he's like, you know, some people are attracted to talent. I used to pull a lot of leg and I'm not a looker. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that was not what I was expecting. I agree. Like, dude, yeah. Like, she's a singer and stuff, too. She could have been attracted to his voice and his dancing and all his, like you said, his talent and ability and all that. But to me, all that's a little immaterial considering, like, he was a married man at the time. Now, this is where I know Katie is sitting here right now listening to this and wondering how this is going to go because she already, you said what we just did was sexist. Katie, uh, I was really making a joke. But this has come up before whenever there's like a famous celebrity affair and I mention it. Like I called Ariana Grande a home wrecker last I said she home wrecked SpongeBob, right? Yeah. And Katie kind of got on to me because she was like, and again, this has come up before, but she's like, her whole thing is she just doesn't, she's like, it's bullshit. He's the one that's married. It's bullshit that you blame her for well, it. He's, like, he's wrong too. And that's what I always say. I'm like, Katie, he's wrong too. But like, she still is wrong. I was like, in that scenario, if you like pursue a married man knowingly, then you be home wrecking. And she was like, they don't even have a word for when a man does that or whatever. And I was like, I mean, I guess you could just call him a home wrecker too. I was like, but I mean, you're right. They don't have a specific word. Yeah, women have no names for men that do that at all. They're not calling us anything if we do that. That's true. I mean, what is the... A piece of shit. I know, right, but there's not like a specific word that everybody knows what it means. Because, dude, because... Oh, I, hope you, I hope you say what I said to her. Keep going. Men can't help it. Like, I'm not... Oh. I don't mean... <laughs> listen, no, no, no. Men, men should be able to help it. Men should be able to help it. However, I think we all know that it is infinitely harder especially this dude who looks like that and it's fucking ariana grande when ariana grande starts hitting on you and you're that guy you don't you're not even thinking about anything you were transported to this other place that's like this is fucking ariana grande right now and she's talking to me dude for the next 10 to 15 minutes you're not responsible for anything that happens because that's like get that's like getting that's an acid trip you know what i mean he all i'm saying is like she could have easily just not done that and i don't think he as easily could have not done that yeah i, I may get shit on for that but it's just well, that, that is not what i said to katie and katie that's oh, it's Corey saying that not me it's okay but i like he's come wrong. up before the last one, one i remember was uh mary elizabeth winstead and ewan mcgregor we we're watching something one of them in it and that that happened with them like ewan mcgregor been married for a long time and had like teenage daughters with his wife and then that got broke up by mary She's elizabeth winstead. Abby, right Mary Elizabeth Winstead? No, yeah. she's from. Um, it's the only thing I, that's coming to mind right now is Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, oh yeah, okay, which Word. is a great movie. She's been oh, in a bro. bunch of shit, but John for some Goodman reason, that's all I can think of. But anyway, John Goodman is so awesome in that movie. But anyway, and I called her home wrecker, and Katie got mm-hmm. on to me then, and she just thinks she's like, I don't care, whatever about the woman. It's up to the man to not do it. You know what I mean? And what I and when when she said the whole thing about what do you call a male homewrecker and I couldn't come up with anything. What I said was, I was like, well, to be fair, I'm not saying that don't happen, but I do feel like it's a less common phenomenon in For reverse. Sure. I was like, because like 
like 22 year old, like strapping young studs. Yeah. I was like, they're not, they're not in their head. Like, you know what I'm a fine? I'm a fine me a 48 year old married woman with a family <laughs> and a career. And I, like, that's what, and I was like, and I'm sorry, but a, not all, but a lot of 22 year old girls, especially in a place like Hollywood or, and I'm not, this isn't about Ariana Grande, but I'm saying right. in general, yes. a lot of them, like, that's exactly what they think. Calculated you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I was like, you know, gold diggers, all that stuff. I was like, it's a thing. And I'm not saying dudes don't do it, but it's less of a thing. So I think it makes a little bit of sense that you, that, that, you know, phrase exists. It's funny to start about praising the Barbie movie and then go on this little tirade. Cause like her whole thing is that she thinks that the whole thing is like inherently kind of sexist or whatever, or fucked up, but and I hear her, but I I just think it's just that what you just said is emphatically true that like the numbers tell a story here that it happens. We're not saying it never happens with a dude, but like that, is a thing that 22-year-old blonde women, some of them be doing on purpose. It's a calculated move. Like, fucking, you know, like Anna Nicole Smith's of the world, getting with a 96-year-old dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all know the deal there. We get that shit. And I'll say this, if Amber ever leaves me or more likely dies in a boating accident, uh, my next wife, I do think I will go for an, I'll go for an older woman with money, but not the, not a married one. I'm going to go for like a woman who has been a, a wit, a widow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't break up yeah. a family though. Cause dudes don't do that. Right. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> she just, so she didn't like the fact that I called Grande a, uh, a home wrecker or whatever, but see with her and I didn't, I don't keep up with all this shit. I had just seen this randomly and found out like, with her, I guess it's also like an established pattern of behavior. Like she's right. actually done it a lot, evidently. Like according to like, you know, the rumor mill and tabloids and stuff. And some of it is like absolutely confirmed. But I guess like Pete Davidson had a serious girlfriend when they met. And like it's happened numerous other times. And she even has, she has a song called Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, seems like she's wearing it on her sleeve to me. But um, I feel like now... Like you, like if you want to make a name for yourself in Hollywood as a female, you have to fuck Pete Davidson now. Like, I think like, it's just an unwritten rule. Like, Hey, I think every woman knows at some point, I don't know when, but I'm going to have to fuck Pete Davidson. And I think Ariana Grande, that's actually another thing I brought up to Katie, just speculating. I feel like Ariana Grande started that for him. I feel like, part of him becoming a tabloid icon or whatever, which is so Mm -hmm. weird that never happens to comedians. But like the part of that was him getting together with Ariana Grande. Right. Do you agree with that? Yeah. 100%. So I told Katie, I was like, I was like, dude, this guy's do with it. I was like, wasn't she after her? Maybe. Yeah. You're probably right. Uh, I, maybe we might have that wrong, that but either way, bombshell one, because she was an older woman and he was right. younger. And it normally don't go that way. So, but I told Katie, I was like, dude, another thing, this dude, this SpongeBob feller, you know, he's a Broadway star. He's doing great. But like, he could also be looking at what happened with Pete Davidson. And dude, yep. it, it is happening. Like, it's yeah. happened. You had, you had no idea who he was. Hell no. Right? A bunch of people had no idea who he was. And now a whole lot of people know who he is. You know it's what I mean? And it's like, move. you know, I mean, because show business be that way, you know? And yeah. Speaking of show business being that way, the other thing I wanted to do before we uh, get into Barbie, because I know Barbie's going, we got plenty to talk about oh, with Barbie. Dude, I, I was I have thoroughly, so many notes. thoroughly enjoying that uh, conversation last time. So we'll just do a couple of these. But uh, 
I found this other thread that's talking about out of touch moments from celebrities. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I thought we'd watch some of these or, or just some oh. of them just talk about them, talk Excellent. about them or whatever. So let's see here. Let's get this one going. Once again, tell me when you can see my screen, you should be able to hear it too. Once you can see it. So I I'll can see it. Okay. That, do you know who that is? Alec Baldwin's wife. I think that's either there's two, there's two supermodel sisters, Gigi Hadid or Bella Hadid or something like that. Oh yeah. Gigi Hadid. Gigi Hadid. Yeah. Right. That's either her or her sister. I don't know, but they're like, they're like world-class super. They're like Giselle or something of the newer generation. Right. So anyway, listen to this. I never growing up had anything designer. You know, my mom wouldn't let me, I could pick up my first pair of Louboutins when I graduated (laughs) high school. That's tough, dude. Dude, you know, dude. Listen, I, I, Tom Brady cried talking about getting drafted in the sixth round or whatever. bro. Like, listen, as someone who grew up not insanely loaded, but definitely, you know, comfortable, had I didn't want for nothing. There have been. Occasional time when I was younger, not now that I'm more educated and, and and like have learned about, you know, the class system and shit. There were definitely times when like I probably slipped up and said something that was like, oh, wow, check your privilege. bro." You know what I mean? Like, what do you what, what do you mean you need new shoes? They're only sixty dollars. You know what I mean? Like something like that. But like how in the fuck? How, like, I know this the whole point of this is out of touch reality, but like, how can you for one second think this is going to resonate with people and this is a thing? Like, you, yeah. if, if she's in a, like, if she's in a room with just Paris Hilton's and shit, right, all right, right? There's your, but even still, like, dude, that's so fucking hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, this is another one. This is, uh, this is Larry King, right? He's the one who's like being out of touch. But uh you know I sat I just, next to him on a plane one time. I was on that plane. Yep. I knew he was gonna die that day. He looked rough. I remember he, that. He, we were flying was, to or from LA. I I was yep. I remember that. We were both we both got upgraded to first class. Remember he was I texting sitting, the whole mm-hmm. time and he literally looked like he had bird arms. Like it was yeah. just I can't believe that the phone didn't snap his wrists. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Yeah, so this is a another well-known clip on the internet, and I think it's lovely. Um, so here we go. Can you say it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> a luxury you can't live without. A luxury I can't live without coffee. I really like good it's coffee. It's not a luxury you can get it anywhere. <laughs> ah, yeah, I like good coffee. What's, what's... I love coffee, too. I like nice socks. Socks. Your, your socks, would you put in your shoes? Yeah, I really love them. I like kind of like, you know, cozy feet. 
you're attracted to your socks. I'm attracted to really nice running socks. Like, I'm always looking for good running you know, socks. Not, that's not a luxury, though. Coffee and socks are not a luxury. All right, give me a luxury. Which, what luxury should I have? Private plane. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear what he said? <laughs> I'm on DuckTales. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny, dude. Larry, I'm on DuckTales. It's such a... It's such a perfect and hilarious response to what's that guy's name again? Danny Pudi, Danny Puddy, P U D I, Danny Pudi. I don't, I don't know if anybody out there. Oh, for those of you who are just listening, that's Danny Pudi from Ducktales and Community. And if you've yeah. never watched him in Community, he's an absolute show stealer. That's so fucking fun. Now I'm, I'm a little bit with Larry in the sense of like somewhere between coffee and socks and private plane. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Don't get me wrong, coffee, good coffee and socks are definitely a luxury for some people. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I know, like if he's talking about like eighty dollar pair of socks, whatever, and like, uh, what's the cat shit coffee? I mean, I know what you're talking about, but I don't, I don't know what it's called. But my point is, is like this dude's, yeah, he's on Ducktales or whatever. But like this motherfucker has something more luxurious than that in his life that he could have said i'm pretty sure yeah but i mean maybe he just don't and i'm not on danny pooty's level but like i don't know how i would answer that question you know what i mean because maybe, maybe he got trash taste or something maybe he don't have expensive taste and he don't I mean, you know i think my answer would be a meal service delivery you know what I mean? Like that's a luxury. I bet Larry King would say that's not luxurious yeah. either. Okay. Fair. DoorDash or whatever. No. no, I mean like, you know, HelloFresh and stuff like that. Fair, but I'm just saying like that's more of a luxury than socks and coffee. You know what I mean? Like I guess mm -hmm. I understand Larry being like, that's not what the fuck I'm talking about. However, Larry ruined it by being like private plane. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so Here's a quote from Kim Kardashian when she was talking about her, um, I guess, I don't even remember this. I guess she, one of her marriages she had, it only lasted 72 days when mm -hmm. they split up. And she was asked about that. And this is a quote Why, from her. I don't know. I don't remember. But this is okay. a quote from her about that. I spoke to a girl today who had cancer. And we were talking about how this is such a hard thing for her, but it taught her a big lesson on who her friends are and so much about life. She's 18. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> Dude, another classic example of, I understand what you mean, but bitch, don't say that out loud to people. Right. <laughs> that's so funny man i bet you the kardashians are lousy with that shit like they are they come up in here a lot i guess there was another yeah. one but i don't have like a clip or anything where i guess on the show kendall tried and failed to cut up a cucumber like couldn't figure out couldn't figure out how to cut up a cucumber so i guess they called in a private chef to cut her cucumber for her or something like that can i pitch um, something real quick yeah can we have a special episode of putting on airs where my sister Kirby, who y'all will remember uh, from Little House of the Dragon, where she comes on and sort of pro-chose us on the uh, Kim Kardashian and Real Housewives world, would that be something you'd be into? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because like she, she Kirby's the perfect blend of person because she loves all that shit, but she knows absolutely how ridiculous Kim Kardashian is by saying something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, one of the top responses, which I agree with, was the infamous Imagine video from the oh beginning of God. COVID. 
Like, I don't know that anything will ever beat that well, maybe in this, in this particular category. Also one of the top responses is just Gwyneth Paltrow's whole existence. So just make sure yeah. she's not left off, but the imagine video. Bro. Yeah. We made a, what'd we do? Freebird or yeah, we did Freebird. Yeah, was that was Freebird to it. Yeah. yeah, which was funny as shit. Got a bunch of our buddies to sing Freebird to everybody to help with COVID. Yeah, that's one of those where like I none of them thought like no. none of them. there were so many celebrities in it, and not one, not even Pedro Pascal, my boy. Not even right. he was like, guys, I don't know, dude. You know but what I mean? I, like my only way that I'll defend because I agree with you, but my only way that I'll defend it is the times were weird. Nobody's brains were working too good. And I'm sure that it was just positioned to them as just like, hey, we're doing this thing. Can you would you mind participating? So and so is going to be in it. Been you know what I mean? Like, yada, yada, yada. Will you just sing this verse? And then they like it was one of those just like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Blah, blah, blah. And then I bet you there are a ton of them that right afterwards were like, oh, no. Yeah. But like be because it's so many of them and so many some of the people I respect, I have to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. But like, dude, man, and and it didn't it was not helped by the just insane production quality. Obviously, like everybody had to be on Zoom, but like everybody was singing in a different key. Everyone's using a different microphone. Everyone's lit different. Like Bro, it was also they're all not all of them, but a lot of them are like in their mansions and stuff <laughs> remember yeah, that like that was yeah, a huge because yeah, you're right they all were doing it like from home or from where and some of them just had the good sense to just do it outside or whatnot yeah. but a lot of them did not <laughs> they're like sitting in their you know hollywood hills mansion while yeah. doing it. it was just like it was just such a slap in the face you know who did a much much better job of that was the governor arnold schwarzenegger when he made oh, his yeah. video telling everybody please stay inside because he made his video flanked by a tiny horse and a tiny donkey the, t the latter of which kept eating his salad and he was admonishing him for it. Whiskey, no, no whiskey. Get the own whiskey. And it's like protein whiskey. Yeah, right. That was beautiful. That was wonderful. And uh, I did, it didn't matter to me that he was in his mansion. Like, of course not. That hit. You know what it, I mean? it, did, it did hit. And dude, can we just sit back for a second and really appreciate the Schwarzenegger assance that happened during the, not that he ever went away, you know, not that he ever really went away, but like during the pandemic, him and those baby donkeys really became like Mr. Rogers level comfort for America. And uh, and I, I've enjoyed seeing it. I like I like the governor. I like the governor a lot. So this I think this one is interesting. Actually, this is a quote from Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter. Um, and she said, if somebody's mom or dad is a doctor and then the kid becomes a doctor, you're not going to be like, well, you're only a doctor because your parent is a doctor. What do you think about that? Well, she's talking about nepotism, right? Yes, obviously. She's talking about okay. being a nepo baby. I would probably have to hear the rest of the context with which it is in, but, like, there is a part of me that, like, on a base level agrees with me the too. point she's trying to make. A hundred percent. Because, Like, I've thought of that a lot. Now, granted, it's like, okay, sure, but they don't 
they still have to go to doctor college and they still have to do, you know what I mean? And like, that's a completely different situation than this completely subjective thing where someone, you can just get to the front of the line immediately. Now, granted, if your dad is a successful doctor, he's going to have the resources to get you an internship. And like, yeah, and, and that all kind of sucks for those people too. I promise you there's doctors that are like, God damn it, this guy's going to get this ahead of me. But, you know, but like at the same time, I'm like, what do you expect? Like, would you be happier if Lily Rose Depp didn't become an actress and instead, let's say hypothetically, became a doctor and then mm. took your spot in the residency? And you, because if she did, you'd be going, you could literally do anything. You don't need this. Like, why wouldn't they go into the subjective field that their parents are in? And I mean, my dad was in marketing and that's why I like learned early on, like how to do videos and edit on the computer. Like you, you do end up doing what your parents do in a way. Yes. I just basically, I th I've heard Mark Marin talk about it and he says like, you know, my plumber, it's, you know, uh, Joe you know, and it's, son. it's Rodriguez and sons yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? He's like, nobody bats an eye at that. And I, I get all that. I get where they're coming from. And I do, I mean, I agree with that to a certain point. My whole thing with it has just been like, it's all about how they talk about it to me. Yeah. The one, and so right many of them are very, very, so many of them are extremely defiant and defensive about it, which I don't yeah. think is the way you should be. Like, they should acknowledge, like, yes, that's all yes, you got to do. I've had massive legs up in this industry, and I'm very grateful for them, but I'm trying to do my very best to be worth it and to put the work in and do the right thing. But I would be, it'd be crazy of me to sit here and act like I didn't have major advantages and I'm grateful for those. Like if you just say that, then I'm like, okay, you're, you're cool. Good. Because you that's know, the but, truth. But the ones who are like, like we saw that quote, not on the show, Bryce, but Dallas, recently, Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard talking about how hard she had to work and how much she struggled and all this stuff and how she, she had the incentive to put together her own workshops and all this <laughs> stuff. And it's like, and that's how she got where she is today. And it's like, I mean, also, was it the workshop again she's great but like that that's the thing it's like most you know, of them she has worked the noteworthy ones most of them are good like they're great right. and like you know they like live up to it most Josh of them and, and so yeah right he rules bridges, right know? so that's like that's all fine it's just to me all in how you talk about it and what your attitude is about it yeah like i've always said like for the most part if it's going to help you get in the door, but you do still kind of have to hit. Like you yes. do still kind of have to hit because if people don't enjoy the stuff you're doing, they're not going to buy the tickets and the studio is going to be like, I don't give a fuck who your daddy is. You don't fucking hit. Like you still at the end of the day have to hit. But like just like I said, like you said, come out and be like, yeah, man, it was easier for me and uh, I'm glad to be here. But at the same time, just to let y'all know, I still do work very hard. So don't think that I don't. But like it's so it's clear the ones that do work hard. But yeah, man, it just it makes it's kind of the same way I feel about when uh, talk, talking about my experience as a father, like people, I'll be like, yeah, man, you know, the baby's great. And, you know, I'm doing this. And they're like, oh, it's so like you and Amber, I feel like y'all have uh, y'all. It's really y'all are crushing it so hard. Like y'all are just were made for this. And I was like, OK, I agree with you. I said, but you and I say this to everybody. I said, but you have to understand when I'm sitting there talking about how great it is to be a dad. 
I am a comedian who makes his own schedule, meaning that I've been home every single day. And my wife is a teacher, meaning that she had the summer off. We had the, we had it the absolute easiest that two parents could have right when they get a kid. We're both hands on right at the jump. And I always say that when people are like throwing me praise for being a good dad and it's like, just do that. But with acting, you know what I mean? Be like, Hey, you thank you. But like, you know, it's been easy for me. Yeah. Okay, just a couple more, then we'll get into Barbie, because uh, I know we'll uh, need and use the time, and it'll hit. So apparently, Justin Bieber, when he was like young, I mean, this what you know, I mean, he's been famous since he's like thirteen or something. So I don't know exactly. This is when he was like probably nineteen-ish or something like so, like years ago. But he had also been famous for a while already. Right. He went, uh, he toured the Anne Frank house, and <laughs> and they asked him what he thought about it, and he said, "quote." Am was a great girl. I'd like to think she would have been a believer. <laughs> Statistically, she probably would have been. I mean, yeah, yeah. Love, if they'd yeah. overlapped, yeah, so, yeah, she probably would have loved Justin Bieber. How yeah. old was he at the time? I don't know. Again, I mean, you know, young. Like he gets a pass. Yeah, <laughs> but that's so goddamn funny. Like, I can't imagine having the gall to say that about not just the dead person, but someone so famously dead. The most famous yeah. thing about them is them dying. Yeah, and in her diary under those circumstances <laughs> yeah, specifically. Right. Right. I mean, it's not just that she died. It's like, I mean, it would have been funny if he'd said it about like John Benet Ramsey too, but yeah. something like, but like Anne Frank specifically. Way different. It's. I mean, it's just objectively hilarious that he said if, that. If he just said it about Jean Monnet, I, we wouldn't have even heard about it. It wouldn't even make yeah. the news, you know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, I guarantee you Jean Monnet would have been a believer. I'm a believer, by the way, yo. Mm -hmm. I love the dude. I mean, some of it ain't for me, but every now and then there'll be a song come on the radio, and I'll be like, ooh, what's this? And Amber's like, that's Justin Bieber. And I'm like, okay. Uh, that one song he's got is so stupid, but I love it so much that my mama don't like you and she likes everyone. You know, that one. I, mm -mm, but uh, it sounds like a hit. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's, oh, it's, uh, uh, you should, you should go love yourself, which is him saying fuck yourself, but like to get it on the radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know that song. tune, man. Like, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. fucking John Prine here, but like every time, I will never select that song, but I will never turn that song off. That's a genre all of its own. You know what I mean? Like, never yeah. going to pick it, but if it's on, I'm fucking rocking with it, you know? Yeah, so, all right, um, another one. Do you know David uh, David Guetta? I don't know if I'm saying that right. David Guetta? I don't think so. He's a British DJ, a white British DJ, right? Oh. He's very, he's huge in the EDM world. I mean, he's like up there with like dead mouse and them motherfuckers. And I'm sure that's like a dated reference, but like he's of each level. He's like extremely yeah. successful and has been for years. You know, Idris Elba that I did know Idris Elba that. Yeah. yeah. That's that wild. Um, so David Guetta did like a rooftop concert that was being live streamed or something like that to millions of people or whatever in, uh, 2020. And he started it by being like, was the pandemic he, happening then? It was, well, yes, summer. Okay. So he, that's why he's on a rooftop. Okay. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's outside it. thing. And he's like, uh, he's like, you know, before we start, I want to talk about the situation with George Floyd and the awfulness that happened there right, in America. 
and you know i'm hoping we could come together as a people and get past all that and he does this whole type of thing and he's like george this was to you shout out to his family then he drops the bait and like <laughs> 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 it's so funny dude yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I knew yes. I had that sound like, for a yeah. reason. Shout out to his family. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew having that queued up for a reason mm. would finally hit. God, that's so fucking funny. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to unleash the beach beast within you. This summer, Manscaped is here to help you level up your beach game with their new hedge. Uh, their beard hedger rather pro kit they're going past waist deep in the grooming game and diving headfirst into your facial hair fantasies the beard hedger is a game changer allowing you to shape your beard like a true beach babe so this summer let the beach balls bounce and turn heads all over the place visit manscaped.com and use code poa for 20 percent off and free shipping uh, i'm a bald guy who has to keep the side of his head trimmed up else i look like i'm uh, a true bald person. So Manscaped has really helped me out with all the tools that they have. The beard hedger is perfect. I've got, they've got the guards on them that I don't have to keep replacing. I love that. Y'all know I've talked a million times about the ball deodorant. I can't live without Manscaped. And like I said, go to manscaped.com, use the code POA for 20% off and get those good deals on the things I love. Trey, tell them more about our friends at Manscaped. With pleasure, it's time to tame your mane, y'all. So say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Pro Kit doesn't end there, though. They have created four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. First, there's the beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember all your hair is different. Your beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on your head. That's why the kit has made shampoo and conditioners specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote beard health. Next, the kit has Manscaped's Beard Oil. This helps relieve dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine. Cap off the kit with the Beard Balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellers or dames. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is always ready to impress. So as Cho said, here's what y'all do. To get 20% off and free shipping, use the code POA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the promo code POA, manscaped. What is it, Cho? No more nicks and cuts on your dicks on and butts. Dicks and butts. That's right, baby. I say we talk about Barbie because I know Dude, we're going to have enough. I say let's. Uh, I say let's, Trey. So when we left off, sorry, I'm trying to find my notes here. When we left off, I had uh, 
I'd skipped ahead a little bit and mentioned that uh, they had made three different dick sizes for Ken, right? Mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. I would like I would like to say this as a note. And BPP, don't get defensive. I'm ultimately going to be praising you for this. It is possible that some people didn't see that particular segment because. I, I thought it was so funny us talking about his dick sizes that I sent to the group. I was like, yo, dad, from 52 to 53, I was like, I need you to clip that out, you know, meaning so that we could use it as a clip. But dad, and again, he was just looking out for our best interest. He watched it and thought that what I meant was you got to take that out. We went a little too far there. And so he deleted it from the podcast only to add back later. So if you're, if you've, and again, that was my dad going, this is what my son needs. I will do it right now. No questions asked. Very noble. But if you if you didn't get to hear that part, we were just talking about how there were three different uh, Ken Dick sizes when they first uh, introduced him to the marketing people. Um, no dick at all. Huge fucking hanger dick. And then a little stub. They ultimately ended up going with the little stub just to get... Uh, a little differentiation between him and Barbie. And did I mention, did I, I mentioned the, the, um, the scale, right? I mentioned that, like that was the last thing I mentioned. That one of them came with a scale. One of them came with a scale that was yeah. permanently set to 110 pounds. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the last thing yeah, I said. Yeah. So, and by the way, contrary to what people believe about modern day society and how like we are, uh, humanity has only just now, um, acquired the ability to be outraged at things. It's not true. Uh, and as I've always said a million times, it's just because there weren't the internet. This was a huge thing. Like when the Barbie starts pushing all the weight thing, like there are letters upon letters being sent to Mattel in like protest of like, hey, you're making you're making our girls feel bad about their bodies and stuff. But here's the difference in uh, in getting physical letters uh, and getting tweets. They could just not mention the letters that they got. You know what I mean? They could just not go to the press and be like, look at all these fucking letters of everybody. Uh, right. Hating us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so they come out with they, they've had Barbie going on for a while. And in 1961, the little girls, they did pay attention to some of their mail, Trey, because little girls kept writing in that they were like, Barbie needs a boyfriend. Like he's got to have a boyfriend. And they're like, OK, bet. So. Uh, Ken is created. Now, I don't know if you know this, but like Barbie and Ken, you know, they were never, they were, even though Barbie, like one of her first dolls, she came out in a wedding gown, Barbie and Ken, at least back in the day, they were never married. Right. You know, yeah. this? I think I, for whatever reason in my head, Ken was always Barbie's boyfriend, mm -hmm. not, not her husband or whatever. I just thought that was like established Barbie canon, you know? Yeah. And I, I think, I think maybe it's only because, you're in the Barbie world, even if only in the context of being a big brother, you're still in the Barbie world as a child. Yes. And so you go to boyfriend, girlfriend, you don't go to husband, wife, you know what I mean? So I just uh, always thought of them that way. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which is what, but it's what they were and it's what, it, what they wanted you to believe that they were because marketing showed that they couldn't make them, uh, they couldn't make them get married because if they get married, then society says, what barbie got to be in the house cooking and not doing nothing else she can't be an astronaut no more if she's married no. well it's funny and we're going to get to what or you they just... got to have a baby they, they, so they didn't want to have they didn't want to have 
kid baby dolls because that's their whole thing is they, they, they don't do baby dolls yes so. so they can't get married because then barbie would have to have a pregnant. baby yeah. and if barbie had a baby then there was no sense of adventure with barbie anymore because that would mean that her life is over sure <laughs> yeah you know what i mean so barbie is insanely popular in the 60s ken really helps it out so it's only natural that they would expand the brand sorry about burp expand the brand and they created skipper who was barbie's sister do you remember skipper i knew of skipper's existence yeah i remember skipper as a kid but i don't remember it midge uh midge was yeah. barbie. Midge. Friend. no right. just that not no, really she get well she, I, she get pregnant midge is in the movie and okay. she's and they and she's pregnant in the movie and they talk they say midge barbie's pregnant friend that's what they call her in the okay. movie i wouldn't have remembered midge if she wasn't in the movie but she is okay well in i'm pretty sure that i don't think they made her pregnant they just like intentionally made her more homely and like i don't know i couldn't get the information on like but i'm putting two and two together and i'm thinking okay their response to barbie is creating uh, this horrible image for our girls to live up to. Instead of changing Barbie, they were right, like, "Yeah, we'll give her a friend that don't hit." <laughs> yeah. That way, them little girls that don't hit, they could be like, "Well, I could be a friend to someone who hits. I can aspire to that. I could be a friend to a girl who's a doctor. I could be a a beautiful doctor's not hitting best friend. I could do that." Thank and, you, Midge. <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm sure that they had a board meeting where someone was like, what's the least hitting name a woman could have? Right. And yeah. Everybody was like, I mean, it's Midge, right? And no offense to any of our fans that are Midge out there, but like, come on. Well, you know, I mean, I was actually just thinking about like, Barbie is Barbie, right? So we think of Barbie that way, but like, like Barb, you know what I mean? Like, Barb, uh, yeah, is not. That don't you know, hit. It's not that much different. Look, my one of my best friends' mama is named Barb, and she was like a mama to me, and I love her dearly. But she was, you know, but she ain't like Barbie. You know what I mean? She's like a mom. You know, well, and of course, it's a different generation, and I get all that. But I'm saying, like, the name Barb isn't that far off from the name Midge, in my I agree. opinion. It's, I agree. And listen, I we we all have friends that that buck the stereotype. Like we, one of our best friends is named Bryce. Uh, but when we otherwise hear the name Bryce, we think of kind of a douchey dude. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not that Bryce, you know, ain't a little bit. Well, douchey. Bryce is one of the whitest men on earth. So uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. he does kind of live up to the name Bryce. Yeah. He's not a douche at all, but like he is a honky buddy and, uh, and you know, and proud of it by the, well, not enough. I shouldn't say that because, you know. Uh, not white power. White pride is, yeah. you know, I, I don't mean that. I just mean like he know he's very self-aware of his white suburban existence and uh leans into it. So so she's got Midge comes along, and this is also where like the dream house and her careers come into play. Cause at this point, she'd not been doing a lot of career-oriented things, even though, as stated in the first episode, like this was Ruth Handler's first like this was her dream for this doll, was like I want my daughter to play with something that's not just encouraging her to go be a mom. I want her to, you know, explore all these other things, see that she can do anything. And then as I mentioned in the other episode, just in case anyone hasn't listened to it, what I, what I mentioned was that um, 
what ended up coming back in the market research is that the reason that parents really liked the idea of this doll was not that it showed women's empowerment, but because it showed a very well-kept woman, and that's what they wanted their daughters to be so that they could get married and get the fuck out of their house, right? Mm -hmm. So the careers actually don't kind of come into play until Ken, Midge, and Skipper show up because it's like, okay, well, now we got to have this big ass house, right, for all these people to be in. And mm -hmm. I guess both motherfuckers have to be working. But her job, her early careers were exclusively based on what Ken did. So, like, if Ken was a doctor, Barbie was a nurse. If Ken was a pilot, Barbie was a stewardess, right? And Ruth Handler, who is uh, the per the lady that created Barbie, she was quoted as saying, which again, this contradicts everything that her mission statement was. But Ruth Handler was quoted as saying, I had no intention to change the world. I wanted to show the world as it is. And at that time, there were no women doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Splitting. What are you going to do? I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Well, so she's like, I'm not in a, I'm not in a fantasy world here. I'm making <laughs> dolls for children. You know what I mean? Like you can't just, can't just make stuff up when you're dealing with, you know, when you're dealing in children's imaginations. But I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, fair enough. Well, dude, it is just like so many times it happens that like someone actually does come in to whether it be Hollywood or, or, you know, the toy companies or whatever it is with genuine aspirations to do these progressive things. And then the market and research shows them that, Hey, here's where the money's at though. And then they just go, ah, fuck my morals. You know what I mean? Like that just, you know, like, and I'm not going to sit here and say, that I blame Ruth Handler, a woman, by the way, who is the president and CEO of Mattel, started this, this visionary. I can't sit here and go, oh, fuck you, lady. You went back on your mission statement because really I want to just be like, hey, man, good for you. You played a man's game. You got in there. You know what I'm sure. saying? Well, at some point you're going to reach this, I'm assuming, or at least the point in the timeline where it happens. But like, did show them that, uh, at some point, Barbie did start having all those other jobs and yes. shit. Yes. So, like, at some point, the market research and stuff you were talking about seemed to indicate, no, we should make her have aspirations. Yes, absolutely, which got her back to her original mission statement. 100% true. Um, in the 70s, uh, they did, they wanted to make Barbie look more modern because up until that point, they still had the original design, which, as I mentioned to you in the first episode, was based on a German prostitute. Right. Uh, so in the 70s, they changed Barbie to look more modern. And she also had a waist that would twist and turn. So she could kind of like, you know, do some gyrating and stuff yeah. like that. And shake her money maker. Shake her money maker. And they could pose her. And here's where I'm going to bring up this guy who I should have brought up earlier, but it's whatever. And this is going to be my favorite part of this episode. This guy named, or did I already bring up Jack Ryan? You did mention him, I remember, because we started talking about how he's, you know, John Krasinski and a and an yes. analyst for the CIA and all that stuff. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. So Jack Ryan came up with this, the twisting hips or whatever. And uh, so Jack Ryan had been with the company. <laughs> Jack Ryan had been with the company for a long time, and when he first entered the company, Ruth, he was he was for, he was like a rocket scientist or some shit. And when, he, but he also like design things and was really good at building scale models and stuff. So he's like, yeah, I could fucking design dolls. So they basically, they hire him and they're like, listen, 
we can't pay you rocket science money. We don't have that. But what we do have is a dream. And what we will do for you is we can't pay you that, but we will promise you um, one, 1. 1.5% share of all the profits from dolls you create, right? Well, this ends up being the best fucking deal this dude has ever signed in his life. Like at the time, he had no way of knowing. I'm sure that his family was like, dude, this is dog shit. But yeah. like- 1.5% share ended up being a great deal for him, which ended up pissing Ruth off. Like, God damn it. I didn't know we were going to hit this hard. You know what I'm saying? And, th and this, like this type of payment had never really been done before or since in the toy industry, but they didn't have anything else to offer him. It's like, it's like if, you know, George Clooney, like some independent movie wants to get George Clooney, their Hail Mary is like, Hey, we'll give you 75% of the back end, even though knowing like we're probably not going to fucking make any of that. And then it ends up happening. Like how with how even though this wasn't a low budget yeah. movie, but did you see how much Matt Damon ended up fucking himself out of on Avatar? No, no. What? Matt, Matt, Damon. Matt Damon was supposed to be Sam Worthington's character. Oh, OK. And All right. James Cameron offered him something like 10% of the franchise. <laughs> dude and he, and he was like i'm too busy i don't there was bro i love matt damon but you're because like okay with this jack ryan guy yeah these people at the time they're making this deal with him they're nobodies and this is a total hail mary plates a shot in the dark you know it could end up being nothing you know in hindsight it's like well duh but at the time you don't fucking know but with matt damon yeah it's james, james cameron, cameron bro yeah, yeah. like what are you thinking? I've never heard that story before. That's insane. Well, like, he calls himself an idiot for it, for the record. Um, but like what, I mean, really all that happened was, is what you would figure, like he was in the middle. He would have had to stop production on something that he was doing. And it might've, it, dude, I bet it was the born shit. You know what I mean? I, that timeline probably kind of works out. I bet it was the born stuff. And he was like, ah, uh, yeah, you know, I would love to, but like, I've already got this sure thing, but like, dude, and you're, but again, like you said, like, how could James Cameron not be a sure thing? Uh, but yeah, dude, like Matt Damon, and now don't get me wrong. Matt Damon ain't hurting at all, but right. like he could be a billionaire. Right now. Yeah. So, man. This Jack Ryan guy, he in the 70s is fucking cleaning up. And this dude's living like the Playboy lifestyle. He bought the second oldest home in Bel Air and turned it into a castle. Like just had him remodel it, turn it into a castle. And would you like to know what he did, Trey, that we've been talking about uh, for several episodes? What does every castle need? And if you don't have this, I don't even know how you call yourself a castle. He built a moat. In Mother Bel Air, he built a moat in See, that Bel Air. That guy knows. That guy knows what having a castle is about. That's you know what, what I mean? I'm saying. Because if you ain't got a moat, you got a big ass house. Is what you got. Mm -hmm. You got a big ass rock house. You ain't got a fucking castle. So he had a. He bought the castle. He's got a shit ton of cars. He had a ton of houses. He threw wild ass parties. He was married five times, including. One of his his absolute most famous ex-wife. You know his most famous ex-wife is, Trey? Who'd my man Jack Ryan hook up with? Jaja Gabor. Marilyn Monroe. What? Was Jaja it Jaja? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Future, yeah. future POA topic. We haven't... Have I covered Jaja? Yes, you have. 
I, oh, I, I mean, remember that at all. That's why I said her was because like we had talked about we talked about how she had a bunch of, you know, hitting husbands or whatever. Yeah, that was one of the I things totally, we talked about. I totally forgot that I did but a if so, you had never covered her on the show at all and she never come up and I that would have been the craziest pull of all time, I think. Well, that's what, I thought. that's yeah. what I thought just happened. Um Jaja claimed that he had a wild sex addiction, like could not go without it, needed it, you know, five, seven, fifty, eleven times. Matter of fact, now I kind of feel like maybe we even talked about this on the Jaja Gabor episode. I didn't remember that it was Jack Ryan or who he was, but I feel like the thing what you're talking about right now, I feel like maybe that came up. Well, listen, it wouldn't surprise me at all if I knew who this dude was before now, but am only now realizing who this dude was because you know, was Jaja Gabor an early episode of POA? It was after we went to the remote stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. Man, so much. And you know, I was telling you this today, Trey, and I believe this, and it sucks. Like, not only do I drink during these shows, sure, that has to that results in a lot of the forgetfulness, but I also have borderline crippling ADD and memory problems which you know not to uh speaking of our sponsor better help memory problems is a huge thing with people who suffer from depression not to get on the lowdown but i do have memory problems but one i'm always trying to find the positive things in life now like how can you turn a frown upside down and i found with me being so forgetful it means that things can hit for me all over again as they did the first time you know what i mean yeah that does hit so depression a known thing with depression is memory issues yep, yep. damn yeah and when i read that i was like this makes so much fucking because i had thought it may i'm sure just getting older too but like and i know that i know that's gonna sound because like you you know it's a thing with like i've got a i've got a pretty good memory Iron but flat. like what i know but what's wild what will be wild for you to hear is that i have been alarmed in the over the past like eight or so years like in my 30s or whatever at how much my memory has deteriorated from uh -huh. my perspective. And I thought it was just because I was getting older, but every now and then I'd get worried about it. I'd be like, man, if I, if I you know, I drank too much or whatever. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like I, because like, dude, I used to like, it What it wasn't literally a photographic memory, but like, I didn't forget nothing. And uh, right. now I'd be forgetting shit, you know? Um, yeah. I don't not like I you do, but I still, you know, I forget like crazy now that's to me in my opinion that's more my add than it is my depression but like dude with like i mean i like I mean, you know this like you know this from hanging out I mean, my add is like i know people with add that can't touch me in the add game and i mean for me it's just that like you let's say hypothetically you tell me a fact you say it to me but then as soon as you do your brain still needs a moment to register and download a thing. And my brain's already gone off to the next thing. So it's just a passing glimpse of things. So like, just because you've told me something don't mean I fucking know it. You know what I mean? Which every single one of my teachers will tell you is goddamn true. Uh, but anyways, she claimed that he was like a huge sex addict. He also in, which I think this makes something more of a castle. He had a sex dungeon at his castle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also huge drunk and huge cokehead which you know was exacerbated when malibu barbie changes the game uh you know the barbie dream house changes the game because now they're not just reliant on selling dolls like what's crazy about this company is like obviously 
that's why you have to keep coming up with all these different Barbies because like you sell a Barbie to a girl and then like a lot of people in the world, a lot of parents who don't have a shit ton of money, they're like, you got a Barbie, right? You got, so that's a one-time sale. You know what I mean? It's not like selling razors where like the, you know, like, but wait, but it is though, right? We talked about this last time. It is the razor model because it's, because it's the accessories, right? Like that, that that was her whole thing. You sell a Barbie doll, but you sell all these other things. I forgot that I'd brought up that part. We did. We talked about that. Yeah. Okay. I forgot I brought up that part, but it's not, but, but it's not just that. Like, so with the, with the Malibu playhouse and stuff, there are a lot of parents who would be like, yeah, I know there's new clothes, but like you got clothes for your Barbie, whatever. And then it's like, okay, but like where's she supposed to live, motherfucker? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And now what does she drive? And now yeah. it, exactly Barbie Jeep, all that shit. So now you've got like all these groups of people who were like, we've got enough Barbies, we've got enough clothes. They're like, how can we do something? To get to them and it's like we'll sell these houses right so like now it's like we're not asking you to buy another barbie we're just asking you to buy a place to put that bitch at while her and ken are hanging out you know what mm-hmm. i mean and this dude is making money hand over fist because he's coming up with all this and per the uh part of his contract is anything he comes up with he gets 1.5 percent of that which like you th- if you're just saying 1.5% to people, you're like, well, that's not that much. But, dude, when you're talking about a fucking mega million, you know, thing like Barbie, like, it stacks up. And it's crazy. Yeah. And, and Elliot, Ruth and Elliot Handler, uh, they did not approve of his lifestyle. They did because this dude is now getting a lot of attention. You know what I mean? Like, he's living this lavish Hollywood lifestyle. People are starting to take notice. He's banging Zsa Zsa Gabor. He's in the news for being drunk, coke, all that stuff. And they're like, hey, man, like, every time you're in the news for that, it's going to say Barbie doll maker dude. <laughs> so, like, that's not really, you know, that's not really what good we want. That's We're not a family really- company. Exactly. But at the root of all that, what it really was is that they were still pissed at themselves for making that deal because they are giving this dude like in their like they could have just had a dude on salary. He could have just been making, you know, I mean, at the time, I hell, a hundred thousand dollars a year would have been a shit ton for somebody at the time. But like they could have had somebody for eighty, eighty five thousand dollars a year on salary. And that person would have been so happy. Well, that's what I was about to say is I would think like, and maybe I don't know how his contract worked. Maybe they couldn't just do that, but you said already she was pissed about it. And then you said they're mad at his lifestyle. And I was thinking like, I get that he was coming up with all these things, but by the time Barbie's such an established thing, I would think you could hire a team of people who could replicate his production. But like you said, you just pay a regular salary and they're not like tabloid Coke monsters. Right. At the same time. Like I'm with you. I'm with you. But what they did was like, instead of firing him right off the bat, they literally just stopped paying him royalties. Like that's not, that's, you can't do that. No. Yeah. They they just stopped paying him royalties. Like, so now you get sued. Yeah, exactly. And he did sue them. uh, I'm sure. In which, yeah. Which of course ended their relationship and the lawsuit went on for like five years. It was like a super ugly lawsuit, which like, dude, I mean, I guess that like the Barbie people like Ruth and Elliot had to have really good lawyers to make something like that go on for five years. Cause it seems to me pretty ironclad. Like, Hey, this is my contract. 
you have not been doing that. Uh, do that again, please. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he eventually won the lawsuit, but during those years, he drank, like, so much more. Like, he was super depressed about the whole thing. He did a whole bunch more coke. Uh, he never worked in the toy industry again. You'll never believe. Um, now, yeah, but, dude, I just don't, I don't understand. It's, it's related to the one good lick doctrine we've always talked about, for me, where it's like, I don't understand why it bothered him so much. You said he, did you right. say he ultimately won the lawsuit? Yeah. He won Plus, the he'd, already, he'd already made millions and millions before that. Like, dude, just chill behind your moat I with know. your whores and whatever else, your motorcycles or whatever. Like, you're set. Like, I, I, I don't, you, I don't get being just bottomed out by something like that. I just don't. I don't either. I, I used to like in my in my early days pursuing comedy in the arts or whatever. Like I used to would understand things like this. I would go, well, that's that's because that's not what it's about, man. You know what I mean? Like it's not about that. It's about. But creating- even when it is about that, like you've done it, right? Like, you did it. You did it at the highest level. Like you fuck you you did the thing. Yeah, yeah. And now you it's over, and you're toy. super rich. Just golf. Or yeah. fish or whatever, or, like it's or, fine. Or you know? not even that. Like if you really want to build toys, you can still do that. that too. It do it. Do it as a hobby. Yeah. Whatever. Like right. I, yeah. I just. I don't know. I, I don't understand. To, I don't know how you feel about it, and please tell me how you feel about it. But like, there was a time, and again, when I'm young and stupid, and especially before I was married and before I had a child, which like. I don't want to be the dude who's just going, I'll tell you what, having a child changes everything, but it fucking does. But it, it does. It does yep. 100%. Mm-hmm. And everybody with kids is going, yeah, you're right. And everybody without kids is going, oh, this again. Here we right? go again. And by the way, right. I used to be the guy that was like, here we go again. And now that I'm on the other side of it, I was a fucking dipshit because it be do. Right. It be, it be do. do. Exactly. It be do. And you start so, to like, like, you get to, as the guy who, has known for a while because i had kids young it that for me because i had kids young that used to really bother me that people like you know like rolled their eyes at that or whatever and at a certain point you just you just like i don't know grow to accept it because it's just such an immutable truth for me it's like okay i mean you why would i be mad at you for not understanding it my whole thing is that you cannot understand it you know what i mean so like I now, can't expect you to understand it. Of course, you know? I'm not mad so, at you like, for not understanding it, but I am mad at you that you, for some reason, think there's nothing to understand. That's I know I, that too. I, I used, used to, I tried to briefly. I tried to do a bit about about this. That I did, like, I feel like there's so many bits, so many comics over the years that do things. It's like you know where they talk about their friends with kids, and they'd be like, they tell you you should have kids. It's like, oh yeah, I'd love to give up all my money and free time. Thanks a lot. Like, and then they're like, they just want you to. They just want be you miserable. to be as miserable as they are, right? Yeah. And it's like I was always like, why would you, why would you just assume that? Like, why would right. you just assume that it's not that your friend who loves you knows how great something is and thinks you would enjoy it too? Like, right. do you think that when somebody recommends Red Dead Redemption to you or something, do you know what I mean? Right. It's like, oh, that is one me they to fucking waste game. all my time on some bump bullshit or whatever. It's like, no. So why, like? <laughs> But, you know, but again, but eventually I reached a point where I was like, right, but that's just because that's how human brains be before and after having kids. So just let it go. You know, like they're not they can't get it. For the record, I never once thought when somebody was saying that to me, like they just want me to be as miserable as they are, because that's I know. But, you know, but you know that that's a very common sentiment. 
Like Dude, people, people think that. Yeah, right. and it really is crazy. And like, you know, it's fine if we get off on this tangent because I do have some thoughts on it. But like people are like, this is my biggest pet peeve. Now, granted, listen, there are there are dudes with kids or, or couples with kids that like they insert their parentdom in unnecessary situations where it's like, I don't even know. Yeah. Like, like, like we'll be at a restaurant and they're like, Hey, what do you want to eat? And they'll be like, Oh, well, you know, now that I'm a father, I think, and it's like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, you don't have to start every sentence with now that I'm a father, but sometimes yes. it's like, sometimes it fucking like really do matter. And it pisses me off when people are like, Oh, you, Oh man. What? I mean, like, like I have so many single buddies. And it's because we're friends with comics and like comics sometimes are chronically unmarried and single because they're yeah, like, they're the only way man children. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way we can do this, man. And they're like, they're like, Oh, well that it must suck that you, you have to be with him for this time and you can't leave him alone and you have to do this. And I'm like, Hey, take that word have and replace it with the word want. And you've mm -hmm. actually got my situation. Yeah. That, right. That's realistically my situation is right. Oh, you, uh, Man, it sucks that you got the kid because you can't come out to the bar with us tonight. And I go, no, no, no. It's great that I have the kid so I don't have to go out to the mm -hmm. bar with you tonight because mm -hmm. I know this is going to sound insane to your fucking perpetually I need to mask my unhappiness with drugs and going out thing. But like uh, watching Toy Story or whatever it is with my kid while he looks at the bright colors is genuinely more fun than any fucking thing I've ever done in the whole world. And I'm not like... I'm not trying to put myself up on this, like, look at me, I'm such a good dad pedestal, but, like, they just don't under-fucking-stand that when that motherfucker, like, when you meet that motherfucker and they look at you and you realize this is mine, it's awesome. And it's not a fucking, like, there ain't been one time this whole fucking time that I've been like, man, if only I didn't have the kid. It's yeah. just stupid. I could be down at Magoobies right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but the karaoke point, but and Bon Jovi <laughs> with the same dudes hitting hammer. Yeah, yeah, right. Like if only I could do that. You know, like right. You don't. You don't think that at all. But no. they can't process and that, that. And that's actually when you realize that, like all this, all these things that you are pretending is happiness is not happy. Like you were miserable doing that. You know what I mean? Like this, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But the reason I even brought that up is that like, we were talking about like this dude, like you hit one lick, whatever. And there was a part of me early on that would have been like, yeah, man, but that ain't what it's about. Like there ain't no amount of money that would make me stop my pursuit. I would rather live in a fucking cardboard box doing art and shit. But, but like I said, now that I'm a father, Oh, I got a number. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I got I got you got a number, don't you? I mean, we look sure, we what sure we do. but it's not just the that's only one side of it for me. The other side of it is also like, like this guy, he had it taken away from him. And I guess what I'm saying yeah. is like, I get, dude, if you're if you keep hitting at the thing you love, I don't care how rich you get, I understand that you keep going. I get it, but like, but what I'm saying is for the people like this who like hit real hard at the thing they love then it's taken away because in show business like it gets taken away from you, sure right and the people that just cannot let go and i when you got fucking alimony and you have irs fucking yeah. shit and you put, put all Pretty your money pressure. into like dinosaur bones and fucking <laughs> old mansions and shit like i get you got to do what you got to do sure but for other people that's not the case like i just don't understand not just 
dude, I'll, I'll gladly ride off into the sunset if I'm afforded the possibility to, and it won't bother me at all. And I know no, that might be like a famous last word sounding type of thing, but I promise you it no, won't. Like no, it won't. It, it's not because you could still do it. It would just be on a different level. You know what I mean? Like any actor who's like had it taken away from them, but let's say hypothetically they're still financially set, they can still do independent films. Like, I know that you're mad that you can't be in the Sony movie this year, but, like, you could still fucking act. And, like, dude, Louis C.K., quote-unquote, did have it taken away from him, and he just said, I'll keep doing it, and people kept coming. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, you, if it really is the art that you care about, then if you have the money and don't need it, you can still do your shit, which is my point of, like, this motherfucker could have just made a new doll. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Do your notes go all the way through up the present day? Oh, buddy, I'm not literally not even halfway through my notes from the first episode. You mean like not counting what we covered in the first episode, only what was left, you're not halfway through it? I mean, I'm not halfway through the totality of the notes that I have. Okay, well, because I was going to say, I think there might need to be a part three. Okay, (laughs) well, let's do it. You want to do a part three? I think we should do a part three. I'm fine. I'm fine because, yeah, we haven't even remotely got up through present day. And frankly, I would like to go see the movie between now and then. And Yeah, uh, I think you should. Yeah. Because well, it's, it's worth seeing. And it, I mean, it's great either way. But I think for in the context of this especially, I think you should go see it. Well, let's do let's do a part three. You want to get to some air mail? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, dude. I, it's so funny that like of the such complicated. Right. He did like the reign of Napoleon Bonaparte. (laughs) (laughs) Shit like that. The Black Plague or whatever. He covered those in in one episode. But Barbie, that's going to be a three-parter. Now, granted, every single one of those episodes, I totally could have done part ones and twos, but I was like, oh, we got to do something next week. But yeah, no, Barbie will go to part three. And, And frankly, honestly... I think going forward, if everybody's cool with it and y'all sound off in the comments and let me know, because we only want to do things that is consumer friendly. There have been people I've covered that I really wish I had said, let me just do part one and two. And I've crammed it. If people are cool with me doing part one and twos from time to time, I would love to do that shit. Uh, But I don't want y'all to think that it's coming from a lazy place. You know what I mean? Even though did hit for me to do notes for one episode and stretch it into three. Uh, let's get to some fucking airmail. Uh, good. Oh, we, this is subject line. We are the Venn diagram of fancy and trash plus a request. Good evening, Trey and Cho. So we are on our way home from Taco Tuesday, $1.50 tacos and $2 beer, baby, tonight, and we're listening to POA when my boyfriend and I realized a conundrum we had. See, we are planning a trip to Ireland and Scotland in the fall, and we thought, damn, wouldn't it be nice to have the boys book now so that we can use it as we plan our trip? That leads me to that leads me to a humble request. Could we pretty please buy the book early? Okay, no. Like, I mean, yeah, you can <laughs> you can pre-order the book early, but like we can't. We're contractually we can't. I don't want y'all to think we're dicks, but like now. Nah. Well, just I mean, it ain't been printed yet, or it's, it's like not you know, right. it's, it's not, in the con. Yeah. It's in the you know process of being printed. It's so funny because I thought. I heard them getting to that 
And I was like, damn, Cho has made arrangements to get these people a copy of the book or whatever. So it was funny no. to me that you like, you got to, you're like, I mean, no, of course not. <laughs> Why would you think that? Cause I'm sure they're going to think the same thing I thought. Like when you start reading their email, they're going to be like, Oh, he's going to do it. It's going to happen. No. <laughs> you just <laughs> smush it. At the, at well, I didn't, very, yeah, I didn't I know. this one at all. Like I literally I just saw weird, the Venn diagram <laughs> of fancy and trash. I didn't even say the and, and plus request because if you, I, that's only when you open it. Like all I can see in the subject line is we're the Venn diagram of fancy and trash. So I was like, definitely that, you know what I mean? So and let me, let me, request. let me say a couple of things like one in defense of you and one roasting you a little bit. That's fine. The, and they're both on the same subject. The one in defense of you is you have long told people you have said, if you want me to read this, put whatever in the subject line, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, you put it in the subject line and I'll read it because I'll know right. that that hits. But the second thing is like, you have also at multiple times on this, in this part of the podcast, you have been like, I might start vetting these more or whatever, because yeah, like, I do like the one that, like, like the one that, the one that shit on BPP, like that yeah. one, a few eps ago, the people that were yeah. shitting on your dad or whatever, like that one, you read that and you're yeah. like, I really got to vet these. I shouldn't <laughs> have read this one. Or whatever. It's like, and I know that's happened a few times. So it's still just, it's funny. And it's and funny listen, watching them experience these in real time. You I know, know. <laughs> you're so fucking right. You're so fucking right. But every now and then when a subject line really catches me, I'm like, I know this will be good. You know what I mean? I know, I'm like, ah, this is good. I know. Anyways, I will read the rest of their part. That's not a request that we can't fulfill. Um, now, let's see. They're making their case, by the way, for why we should... <laughs> Yeah, but dude, you know what? I have an author's copy. I'm fucking sending God him a book. Damn it! I, I mean, obviously, I, I thought I no. Look, do it, do it, dude. Send it to him. That's great. I'm happy. I just I, I thought of that left. too, and I was like, man, if you say that, people are gonna, you no, know, only, we only have one left. We only have okay. one left. We can't do it All for right. multiple people. Like this is literally because we had to give our author's copies to the people who were doing reviews for our books. So well, we, I think I, after all this has played out the way it has, I think they deserve it. So yeah, send them, send them I, one. No, I agree. Uh, because yeah, like I said, I literally, I have the one that I was going to give my dad, but like, fuck him. He can buy it. So, <laughs> now, <laughs> so this is them making the case for why I should send him a book. Now, why would we do this for randos? I'm sure you're wondering. Well, let me make a case for ourselves. We are the perfect Venn diagram of fancy and trash. We are both from tiny ass towns, myself in Tennessee and him in Ohio, though mine did have four red lights. His only has one. Oh, you uppity bitch. In addition <laughs> to spirit week, my high school had FFA week with events such if you're not familiar with FFA week, uh, airheads, that's future farmers of America uh, mm -hmm. with events. Purple such jackets. as That's right. With events such as dirtiest truck day, and bring your tractor to school day. His had seniors. His had his had senior slave auction day. I shit you not. Various cigarette merch, Marlboro Reds, Camels, and Virginia Slims for the ladies was a staple of my home growing up. I spent the after party for my senior prom drunk in a field. A party favorite at his folks' house is to sneak off and get railed out behind the goat. <laughs> <laughs> A time-honored tradition. <laughs> <laughs> 
that please clip this out for us. That was great. And <laughs> parentheses, and you know them pervy goats be watching. Mm-hmm. And now for some of the fancy part. Somehow, I'm glad I, th- this is a perfect email. I should have read this shit. And now for some of the fancy part. Somehow, we have both gone on to become doctors. That's right. For some reason, they trust us with the health and well-being of the general public. Not to toot our own horns, but I would have to say we're pretty fair at it. I fuck with a fancy dinner, uh, parentheses, you do love a tasting menu. And this man understands wine. And if that's not fancy enough, Corey follows him on Instagram. Not me, though, which only hurts my feelings a little bit. I'll follow you now. So that's about it for the fancy part. Our drink of choice is Miller High Life, frequent the trashy beaches, fish, and generally cause a ruckus. As I was talking to him about all that, I turned to him and said, damn, we are trash. To which he responded, you are, I am the Venn diagram. And went on to wa- and he went on to wax poetically about his love of watches, films. We have HBO Max, but still have Hulu with ads and only wearing pants. He doesn't believe in wearing shorts. So that's us, him who is the perfect Venn diagram and me who leans more trash adjacent. I think we've made a good case for ourselves. So maybe book, please. We're huge fans. Keep doing what you're doing. By the way, you're cool to say our names, which I will say now, Caitlin and Dylan. Yes, you have earned a book. I'm emailing you right now saying, send me your goddamn, goddamn address. Oh, I didn't spell God right. I spelled gift. Yep, guys. So I, I got to. I got to give them that copy. Do you agree with me, Trey? I do agree with you. All right. And one last one. I, this is not actually airmail. This is a post that was on our putting on airs on Reddit, which, by the way, thank you guys for joining. They have Y'all have made it quite the nice community over there. But this was great. It was pointed out to me, the like, hey, man, you got to read this. Fucking our putting on airs is popping off. And uh, I got to agree. This is great. Now, I don't know this person's name. I will give their username. I assume that's okay. This is username 230flathead. Subject line. Howdy, y'all, from Ottawa County, Oklahoma. Just wanted to share a story that kind of fits due to the crossover of fancy folk, trash folk, and exotic animals. To set the scene... Hold on, let me get a drink. Jesus fucking Christ. To set the scene, late 90s northeast Oklahoma. My dad was always dealing and trading classic cars. He traded a 63 Chevy Nova convertible for three emus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Well, it gets better. Two were supposed to be a breeding pair and one was crippled. Well, the crippled one didn't last too long because the other two pecked it to death. (laughs) The other two. Yeah. The yeah, other emus suffer no weakness in the tribe, buddy. You man. ain't fucking pull your weight or you'll get pecked to death. Back at the line, motherfucker. The other two proved to be the dumbest creatures on God's green earth. They were really aggressive and really dumb and seemingly suicidal. One day, one of them charged directly at the side window of a 34 Ford sedan in the field and instantly killed itself. So, since we only had one left and it had gotten out and was terrorizing the neighbor's cows, Dad decided it was time to find out what they taste like. 
we we tried all morning and couldn't get it to come close enough to catch it so using a six foot aluminum pipe with some cable so using a six foot aluminum pipe and some cable he made a snare then we jumped into his 79 el camino and hauled ass across the field to catch up to this living dinosaur I was I was just a kid and therefore just along for the ride. Dad managed to drive the car at a speed alongside a sprinting emu and got the snare around its neck. He managed <laughs> he managed to get stopped and get out of the car. He was trying to calm it down which wasn't happening. The neighbor showed up while <laughs> the neighbor showed up while her was wrestling the, the neighbor showed up while he was wrestling this thing. Anyway, the dumb fucking bird bucked and jumped and kicked so much, it's, it broke its own neck and died. The neighbor <laughs> said, you reckon she's dead? And my dad said, I reckon she is. And then we all cracked up. Tasted pretty good. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable and that's phenomenal what, you know it's great about i only know this because i recently so like by the way i fucked up that reading and i'm sorry because i had to burp a couple times that's all right i watched uh i re-watched tremors with my son my sons recently like as in they re-watched it because they yeah. wanted to re-watch it because they love tremors so much and they were like are there any more of these movies and i was like yeah but most of them aren't good i was like the second one's okay though and they're like well let's watch the second one so we i just re-watched tremors 2 the straight mm -hmm. to video sequel uh, for tremors from like 1994 or whenever it was and the it's a plot point in that movie that one of the main characters put all his money in big birds it was a <laughs> i think there were ostriches in the movie but either way emu's ostrich same thing and immediately regretted it and was like this dumb fucking bird ain't worth a shit i can't get this bird to do nothing and so it's just funny to me that this person lived a plot point from tremors too uh right you know i've still never <laughs> seen tremors what i know yeah. you've done this to me before and i, I still know seen it. i'm gonna buddy but hey, you've got to what tremors too whatever but yeah. tremors i'm i'm going a to must see bro and let me tell a you must see one of the greatest b maybe the single greatest b yeah, movie of all time b movie I mean, I call it a B movie because it's like a, you know like a think, schlocky monster movie from, yeah. you know, back in the day. But like, I mean, you know, Kevin Bacon's one of the stars of it. Him and Fred I, Ward yeah. crush. It, the, well, it wasn't like a tentpole blockbuster. Well, the reason, that, the reason that I think I never thought it was a B movie is because A, Kevin Bacon was in it. And B, you've always held it in such high regard. It's but, incredible. Man, and you know this. I've been texting you a lot. There was a lot of movies I missed out on, like ones that you should see that i haven't and now that i'm like a stay-at-home dad me like i've been watching a lot of these movies during the day because i'm watching my son and like i don't have any other thing that i can be doing because i'm a full-time dad so like tomorrow's friday for uh no 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 tomorrow's thursday for us as we're recording amber's gonna go to school at 7 30 i'm putting on tremors at eight buddy it rolls and, dude yeah it rolls i'm pumped Ray well, McIntyre's in it, man. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, she's great, too. It's awesome. Don't she kind of look cross-eyed to you? Uh, I don't know. I've never noticed, but I, I take your I take your word. You for will it. you'll notice it next time. Well, God dang, thank Barbie Part Three coming up. I can't yeah. fucking believe it. I got to see the movie this week. Thank y'all for being here. Remember, 
Grab our new book, Round Here and Over Yonder. You can get it at the link in the description, or you can go to TreyCrowder.com, which is also where you should go to grab tickets to see my man on the road. He is burning this son of a bitch up. Where are you going to be in the next couple of weeks, Trey? Burlington, Vermont, next weekend. It's a Vermont comedy club, which is wonderful. And we wrote about and then, it in the book. Yes, and then after that, uh, Austin, Texas, and then a big Ohio run and a lot of stuff after that. So come see me. Right on. TreyCrowder.com. Remember to also check out all the shows in the extended universe. Uh, of course, there's weekly SKUs that Trey and Smart Mark AG do every Tuesday. You can get that wherever you get your podcast, or you can get it on any of Trey's pages live mm-hmm. as it streams. Um, oh, this I almost just promoted putting on airs, Trey. That's how many. Sh- that's how much shit yeah. that we do, and how much you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, am I missing I'll any? Say, dude, the Well Red podcast this week. Yeah, it's something else. It's a banger. It's something it's else. So, yeah, if y'all haven't listened to the Well Red podcast in a while or don't keep up with, like, you said up top that uh, BPP took out the canned dick talk because he thought yeah. we might be worried about getting canceled or whatever. And I was like, shit, you think that's something? Yeah. Listen to the fucking Well Red podcast this week. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I always take. I always take for granted that like, I'm like, well, everybody here listens to Well Red. That's how they know about this podcast. But that's not true. There's plenty of people here that, found putting on airs like completely out of nowhere we also have another podcast called well read which we're so happy to announce is now on the all things comedy network which means that we're in a studio uh so go watch that on trey's youtube if you're into watching stuff uh or get it wherever you get your podcast remember to like and subscribe to all our shit and give us a five-star review here it takes a little time from you but it really means a whole lot to us and more oh part-time funny what's plug plug everything part-time funnyman.com that is where i do bonus podcasts i've just started a new series on sundays called the sunday sermon with pastor Corey ryan forster it's a hoot we start out with a prayer and then we talk about some things in this country that I think is making us go to hell. So, with all that said, stay fancy, motherfuckers. Here's Lydia Loveless. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit today. We'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs. NMLS number 65084 Equal Housing Lender. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com.